Hey, welcome to the Learning to Lead podcast. I am Paul Doherty, and I am honored that you're listening to this podcast. So excited that you joined us today for this episode, and I hope you'll share it with your friends. Today, I want to talk to you about learning to be yourself, learning to lead from the authentic, sincere you. My wife says it like this, you be you, boo. You be you, boo. And um, today I want to talk to you about how do you how do you learn to be yourself? And that's something I'm learning on a continual basis. I, I would not say that I've arrived. I'm continuing to learn more and more how to be me. And I think it's important for us as leaders to be ourselves because God can't bless the fake you or the pretend you or, or the you copying to be someone else. God can bless the authentic you. And he wants to. And he wants to help you become more who he's called you to be. And uh, if we truly believe that we're made in God's image, then we can realize this, that we are enough all by ourselves. We we are enough when we're just being ourselves. And that's something I've struggled with my entire life, thinking that I had to be more like my dad. In fact, when my father passed away, I remember uh, my mom handed me a pair of his shoes to you know just keep as like a memoir of my dad. Uh, but I took it a step further and I started wearing those shoes, trying to wear those shoes, literally. And uh, anytime I was up to preach, I thought, man, if I'm wearing my dad's shoes, people will like me more. I'll, you know, preach with a better anointing. I'll be a better leader if, if I can wear his shoes. And um, and his shoes, honestly, they didn't look good on me. Um, they looked good on him, but they didn't look good on me. And, and uh, finally, after a few months, there was someone who came up to me and said, Paul, you need to stop wearing your dad's shoes. Um, and they handed me a brand new pair of shoes. They said, I bought you a pair of your own. It's time for you to start wearing your shoes. And I remember switching. And at first it was uncomfortable. It was awkward wearing my own shoes. And there was that metaphor in there to just be myself. Um, and I, the more that I am myself, the more I see God blessing our ministry and the more I see God really helping me become a better leader. When I'm trying to be like my dad or be like some other pastor or preacher that I think is an expert at this and that I'm supposed to like copy them and wear their armor, that's when things are awkward. That's when people are like, dude, that meeting was rough. You you weren't being yourself. That sermon was rough. You weren't you weren't preaching yourself. You were being uh, not you weren't being authentic. And, you know, I want to talk to you today about how do we how do we embrace who God's made us to be and really be ourselves? You know, I think it is a continual exploring and learning and finding out who God's called you to be and the voice that God's given you. I was with my son the other day. I've got two sons um, and I was with my oldest son, Liam, who's about to turn four, which is just crazy. I mean, he's growing up so fast, but he was running through our house the other day and he was wearing a Superman cape and um, he goes, I'm Super Liam. And I go, Super Liam? I go, that's amazing. What does Super Liam do? And he says, Super Liam flies and Super Liam fixes things and Super Liam runs really fast. You know, he's running through the house and he's jumping off the couch and he goes in the backyard and he starts trying to run around the yard and fix things. And, um, and I, you know, I start going, man, Super Liam's amazing. Super Liam is awesome. I love Super Liam. And then he got this sad face and he goes, no. And he took the cape off and he goes, I'm just Liam. I'm just Liam, Daddy. I just want to be Liam. And it was amazing. It was like God was speaking to me in that moment. And I go, wow. I go, Liam, I love you just for who you are. You don't have to be super Liam. You don't have to wear a cape or a mask because he did have a mask on. He took it off. 
And I said, Liam, I love you just the way you are. And he goes, thanks, Daddy. I love you too. And it was this beautiful moment. I said, Liam, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he goes, I don't know. I want to, I want to, um, he said, I want to be like you. I said, do you want to be a preacher? And he goes, no, I don't want to be a preacher. And um, we'll, we'll talk about that later on someday. I think you maybe, who knows, his heart might change. But either way, I'm all good. I love him either way. <laughs> but it was so funny. I go, Liam, you don't have to be a preacher. It's okay. Whatever you want to be, God's made you special and unique. And I'm okay with that. And I love you as your dad. And, and maybe I'm speaking to someone right now who's struggling to discover who they are. Maybe you're a leader right now and you feel like you've got to, you know, be a super leader. Maybe you feel like you got to wear a mask and pretend to be someone you're not. Maybe you're afraid of showing your true self. Maybe you feel like you're too quirky or maybe you've got a bad past or maybe you're too imperfect. you got too many gaps. And um, recently I was with a friend and a mentor in my life, someone who's really helped me discover who I am and my voice, and that's Stephen Furtick. And Stephen Furtick was speaking to me just saying, Paul, you need to just embrace the gaps in your life, the weaknesses, the, the, the areas in your life where maybe you feel like you're not enough or not strong enough because he said those areas, oh, those are amazing. Those are special areas and those are the areas that help people even more to relate to you and recognize that they, they can learn from you because if you pretend like you don't have any weaknesses, any gaps, any areas in your life where you're imperfect, Man, you're putting on a front. We already know all of us are imperfect. All of us have our flaws. None of us are superheroes, um, always wearing a cape, always wearing a mask. I mean, you know, Batman was Bruce Wayne and uh, Spider-Man was Peter Parker. <laughs> and we can keep going down the list. Like there's there's this other side. There's this part of you that people need to see. They need to see you in the glasses. They need to see you with that laugh that's kind of quirky. You with those, you know, hobbies and interests that may not be the most popular. And see, listen, I, I'm a big believer that God didn't put us on this earth to be popular. He put us on this earth on purpose for a purpose to know him and to make him known and to be who he's made us to be. And if I'm living to impress you, then I really can't impact you. If I'm living to you know, entertain you or try to meet your expectations of who you think I'm supposed to be, then man, I'm going to fail miserably and I'm going to make myself miserable and you frustrated because there's going to be days where I don't live up to those expectations. But if I can be who God's made me to be, if you can be who God's made you to be, and the more you embrace that, and the less you worry about trying to impress people or entertain people or try to meet people's, you know, boxed in expectations. And someone I think who did a great job at this in the Bible was David. Like David, he was, I mean, he was really an out of a box kind of guy. He had all kinds of strengths and weaknesses. Um, his brothers wanted him just to be a shepherd, you know, just go take care of the sheep. What are you doing out here trying to be a warrior? But David was more than just a shepherd. He was a fighter. Uh, he was he was a warrior. He loved being on the battlefield. Um, and then there were people who said, well, you just need to stay on the battlefield. Don't mess with the music. But David was a worshiper. So he loved the harp. And he was a unique guy because most guys who were fighters and, and liked war and battle, they weren't you know on the side writing psalms and playing a harp. But David was out of the box. He was, he was unique and, and he embraced all those quirky areas in his life. He was emotional. Even though he was a great, strong leader, he was also very sensitive, very emotional. But that's what made David who he was. And the more he embraced all those unique facets of his life, the more he was able to be that man after God's own heart. 
And, you know, in my own life, I've realized there's areas about me, there's things about me that are quirky. Like I am not your normal pastor. I, I love music. I love playing guitar. I love piano. Um, I love to sing. <laughs> and and so there's times where I'm preaching and I'll just start singing or I'll sit down at the piano and play and lead our church into worship. And there's people who say, just, you know, pick one or the other, be a worship leader or be a pastor. Um, but I'm embracing all those facets. Here's another thing about me. I'm a movie guy. Like I like movies. I learn from movies. I like, you know, I, I enjoy shows. I enjoy watching a movie or a show with my wife and learning from that. And there's a lot of pastors that like they're, you know, they never watch movies, never watch shows. And that's fine. That's who God's made them to be. But if we try to force each other to be someone we're not, and then we ourselves feel like we got to pretend to be like that leader. Here's another thing. I was talking to Stephen Furtick and I said, hey, how do you prepare for your sermons? Because for me, it's like I, it's a whole lot of random things that I'm pulling together. And usually I know what like I've got my sermon outlined a few hours before my first service that I preach it at Saturday nights. And he said, dude, I'm the same way. I said, oh, my goodness, like you're the first, you know, pastor in my mind that's really successful that, that that's like this. He said, yeah. He said, did you feel like you had to be like, you know, some of these other, you know, expert pastors that are 52 weeks planned out? They got all their sermons ready a year in advance and they've got their outline sent to their media team and their sound guy and their, you know, slides guy already weeks out. And then your team's looking at you like, why are you giving this to me hours before the service? And not that I'm trying to say that it's okay like to procrastinate because I don't think Furtick does that. I don't think I do. But there's just certain certain leaders are wired certain ways. And um, if you try to fit the mold of, you know, trying to be like Rick Warren or Craig Rochelle, or you try to fit the mold of trying to be like someone you admire, you're, you're going to miss out on the unique uh, qualities of how God's made you. I find that I preach better when I've allowed myself to really simmer on a message all week long or even a month long and then get my outline right, you know, that day of and and then go out and preach it, it's fire on the inside. And and people have told me, dude, that was powerful message. You must have had that outline ready like six months ago. And I go, no, um, I had it ready like three hours ago. And uh, they go, wow, like that's how God's designed you to really like simmer, let a message really build up on the inside of you. And I say that to just kind of help set some people free. Maybe God's designed you a unique way as a leader, uh, how you lead meetings, how you lead your staff, how you lead things. And not that you make excuses for certain things in your life, but that you tell your team, hey, team, um, not every leader is the same and not every successful leader has the same formula. Um, and there's, you know, every successful leader has disciplines in their life, but those disciplines are manifested in different ways. And if we try to force leaders to look like other leaders or sound like other leaders or or be just like other leaders or have the exact same schedule as other leaders, we're going to squash the creativity and the God dreams and the God things that are trying to come forth out of that leader. So my encouragement to you is you be you. Bring God glory with who you are. So if there's areas in your life that you know aren't good and, and aren't godly, you need to let God work in those areas to make you sharper and to become more like Jesus. But when it comes to style and methods, 
man, embrace what God has created you to be like and the unique ways that you lead. If you're a leader that likes music or a leader that likes movies or a leader that likes running or rollerblading or, uh, you know, if you're a leader that's very quiet, introverted, and you you like to be in the office and read those books, that's great. You're going to have to at times, you know, stretch yourself in ways to get out and talk to people, but be who God's made you to be. And don't feel like that, you know, certain leaders, you have to be just like them in order to be successful. God can help you succeed in the authentic, sincere way that he's created you to be. And I'm telling you, when you're like that, when I'm like that, everyone recognizes, wow, there's an anointing on authenticity. There's an anointing when Paul is just leading meetings from his authentic self, when he's preaching sermons from his authentic self, when he's got the quirkiness out there, the stories, the laughter. I had someone come up to me who, who was leaving our church about a year ago, and and they said, you're too positive. You're building too much of a positive atmosphere in the church, and, and we just don't like that. And I was like, well, do you want me to be negative? Like, what, what do you want me to do? You want me to build like a negative atmosphere? That's not me. God's created me with a positive attitude, a positive spirit. So yeah, I am like, I have to be true to who God made me to be. And after that conversation, I really had to pray because I was like, man, I'm, I'm a young leader. And so I take any insults or someone leaving, I take it very personal. And I think maybe I need to change. Maybe I need to be like what they're asking me to be like. Maybe I need to, you know, be more serious and always have a suit and tie on and, 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 you know, never tell any personal stories. It needs to, you know, be just like uh, how they heard, you know, that pastor preach that they really like. And man, like every time I've had that downward spiral thinking, God reminds me, no, Paul, I've created you to be uniquely you. And the blessing is when you're walking in authenticity and that anointing flows from when you're just truly yourself. So I hope that encourages someone out there today. Let us continue to learn the art of being ourselves. Come on, Jesus. I love you so much and uh, can't wait to talk to you about the next episode that you're going to be hearing. And stay tuned, subscribe, tell your friends about this, and uh, we'll see you or we'll we'll connect with you next time on the Learning to Lead podcast. If you have questions or want to send me messages or talk to me about how these podcasts are helping, just reach out to me on any social media platform, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or email if you still do that, pdorty at victory.com. All right, God bless you. Peace out.